0: This episode of the podcast is dedicated to Michael K. Williams. He was a great actor and a lovely man, and the world will miss him. Bienvenidos. Welcome to uh, Painter Files Podcast. I'm your host, Jaws Blake, as you well know. Uh, we're going to talk about some stories today, just about kind of like art and growing up and doing all these things. I hope you enjoy, and uh, yeah, let's get going. I always think one of the most interesting things about being a painter and doing all these things is like the things that inspire you because I think people always ask you, like, what got you started and all these things, but they don't really ask, you know, what's currently inspiring you? And surprisingly to some people, my answer is oftentimes books. I read a lot of books, uh, but I read a lot of old books as a, in addition to a lot of new books. And they're not really like psychology or psychiatry or history and stuff like that. Like, I do read those, but my favorite books are actually fiction. And so I read a lot of kind of science fiction and like uh, historical fiction, fiction and things like that. And one of the books I read last year was Love Country. And they made a TV adaption of it, which was Michael K. Williams. Um, and he was, he was in it as like the dad. And I just really liked how he portrayed like a gay black man like you don't see that very often of uh prominent actors portraying someone who could be vulnerable like we always play kind of like tough people but we don't play and not to say the gay man can't be tough because that's a strange misconception that i think culturally black people oftentimes need to kind of see that those roads intersect with one another i think there's a a ingrained fear of something different or anything making us kind of come off as like vulnerable. And I feel like he really did a great job of that where he was kind of, he was this vulnerable man who was still very tough. He was living in a time of segregation and all these other things. And so you learned a lot from that, from like his character and like the show and the book and all these things. And yeah, like, I think painting a lot of times you have to learn to be vulnerable, but you also have to kind of be strong enough to stand up for what you're putting out. And with characters like that, oftentimes you realize how much you have to be both and walk both worlds. And I think most people kind of have a hard time doing that. I've met many a person who paints things and they're like, I'm not explaining shit. I'm like, OK, but, you know, people have questions and they'd love to have answers and they see the world in this very kind of monolithic direction. And the world's not like that. Like it's uh, there's so many, so many kind of twists and turns in how you make and how you create and live in the things that you create and are making. In addition to just the places you're made in general. Like, I was born in Washington, D.C. I come from a West Indian, Afro-Latino background. And I grew up in North Carolina, of all places, and also Maryland. And, you know, one is much easier to grow up as a, a alternative version of what people think of black people. And one is not. Charlotte is not. (laughs) And so you kind of have to learn to be tough, but also if you want to just be alive as a person, you have to at some point be vulnerable. And I think in a lot of times that has kind of constructed the artwork to be all the different ways that it was. And then eventually the way that it is. Like I've done so much with my with my inner voice to make it my outer voice I had such a strong connection with my Afro-Latino roots and my West Indian roots that I they bled through into everything everything from my, my color palette to my structures in which I, I kind of combine and make to make textures and my view of how body types exist in work i think of carnival and just there are there is no i mean they take photos a lot of times of like people in carnival and the ones that you see oftentimes are like these super fit tone like goddess-esque type people but like carnival is literally men and women and children and people of all ages and body sizes and they're all just dancing and having a great time and different layer different levels of undress and dressed and so on and so forth um i always think kind of the funny thing the misconception that a lot of people have about carnival is you purchase the right typically to be and wear those costumes and be on floats people don't make People don't really make their own costumes and then go. That's not really typically how it works, not not the professional looking ones. Uh, in Trinidad they do like a mud band or an ink band, which is uh, people which cover themselves in mud or ink and then they go out and they dance and they have a great time. And that's a specific float and type of thing so people can be in Carnival. And it's really just amazing and beautiful. And it's so many people from so many different, like just age groups and like I said, body types and everything. And I've always considered that to be one of the more important things about representation in art was to make it a point to show all these other people and how just beautiful and amazing they are in their celebration under the same moon. That's kind of what I would like about books, too. Anyone can read a book, no matter where you're from, no matter what language you speak, no matter what, ever. If you can read, you can read a book and we can look under the same moon and be reading the same pages. It's the ultimate connector throughout history and time and all these things. That inspires me. I ran into my big brother, best friend, Natararu today. And before that, I ran into Andy, one of my other brothers. And it's just amazing to just have these moments where we kind of connect and we talk about everything that's going on and all these just incredible things on what's inspiring us and how the world's coming together and... Just everything. Shout out to Jamal too, him. And it was just this really, It's there's these moments where you run across people and they're just so positive and they have such good energy, but they're still realistic. And it just recharges you, you know? It recharges you. You feel it. You can't see me. I'm bucking my shoulders. It recharges you. Recharges you. And um, yeah, it's just this really, really amazing thing when you find yourself just around incredibly well thought together people and I've missed that honestly I really have like I'm around very smart people constantly but it's there's just a different energy there they're great and I, I love them and they're wonderful but Yeah, it's just, it's nice to see those people who, like, they get up in the morning, and they just, they have this regiment that they do, and you just feel like, if I could just get up that early, I'd be as productive and as amazing as they are. And I love that. I love that, I love that, I love that. One of my favorite things in the world is to just kind of peek into the worlds in which these people are in, and go... That's just beautiful. So shout out to y'all. Thank you so much for just being a part of my life. Honestly. I can't believe the book is selling so well. (laughs) It's crazy. We've already sold so many copies. Um, I was going to mail some out today, but then I remembered it was Labor Day and everything is closed. So I gotta do it tomorrow morning. So it's fine. I'll do it tomorrow before I go to work. But it was just, it was just so funny. I'd forgotten what day it was. But I'm so happy about the book selling. Oh my goodness. I had a fear. I mean, it's a typical fear I have. But I had a fear that I'm just gonna put this out. And because it's not exactly what I've always done, as far as artwork goes, that it was gonna be rejected. And then a voice hit me and said, these people love you. And I love the stuff that you make. Why on earth would they reject you? <laughs> and then later I read something else that said, you feel like you're being annoying by telling people to go out and look at your work and pick up your work and buy your work and do stuff with your work and interact with your work but you're not doing any different than anyone else who's trying to have a store or sell you whatever like that's no different we most of us work at some point in time have or do work in some type of retail in a lot of ways and so yeah it's not really that outlandish like when you're at work a friend of mine Mike said once "You're at work and you're selling people this product bikes and you don't feel bad when you sell people bikes for whatever number or price that they cost because it's a very normal thing like people come in because they wanted to get something you help them find it and then they go about their way and that's a good thing so why would you feel weird about selling your artwork they come to you they're looking for something and then you're giving that to them (laughs) and i just remember just looking at him and going like you made that very simplistic (laughs) But it's true though, honestly. I don't know why I found it for so long a difficulty in just going, hey, I made this, please look at it. And I mean, I see it with Alec, I see it with lots of artists who are kind of coming up the ranks on how like, it's hard for them to share their work. And like, I don't see anything wrong with sharing work. I've never seen anything wrong with sharing work. But for some reason, asking people to buy a book that I made, an art book, for some reason, feels like I'm being like extra weird (laughs) and needy. Which I'm obviously not. And it is silly that I feel this way. But it's still a feeling. And I think acknowledging silly feelings are also important. I think pretending, I think thinking something silly that you think and then just kind of wiping it away and writing it off as something silly is probably the most damaging thing you can do because it's how you feel. It's your emotion. It's how it's how all of it comes together. So you don't need to feel ridiculous because you want those things. There's a little, little kid party going outside my studio right now. They're screaming at each other about whatever craziness they're doing. Um... The neighborhood what can I say I love I love the neighborhood they are they are a mess <laughs> but mm-hmm. a happy mess and that's what I want so yeah um anybody who buys a book from my online store uh, my personal online store will be getting a signed copy with lots of extra stuff going with it Um, If you do not wish to do that, that is fine. It costs extra to do that, obviously. Um, If you don't wish to do that, that's fine. Um, You can simply buy it at my Blurb store, actually, my online Blurb store. It's through Blurb. Blurb's producing it, publishing it, and I've just been using them to publish all my books. And I just feel really, really happy and good about it. So I hope you check it out. Um, You can also pick up a digital copy on iTunes. Uh, The iTunes one is significantly less expensive uh, because it's digital. But uh, I hope you pick up the signed copy because I love doing all this stuff. I got all these stamps and I got all these little extra pieces and whatnot. And it's really coming together. So I'm really happy. Hi. (laughs) So for those who've been following me on Instagram, I have been telling the story of Astrocorn. (laughs) Astrocorn's like this weird little comic strip I drew a while back, like years ago. And I just had so much fun with it. And I thought about it, and I thought about sharing it. And Instagram seemed like the right place to do it in. So I've just been sharing... All these little sketches and telling the story of Astrocorn and all these things. I'm telling all this and doing all this because I'm working on a a big poster of the story of Astrocorn. (laughs) It's going to be just like this wild kind of uh, illustration. I kept looking at like old Macbeth books that I had. Uh, This French illustrator in ink. And I was working on it and figuring out exactly how... I wanted to do it, plus Inktober, or Jawtober, as we've called it, is coming up, and so I'm going to be doing that also, but I I really loved um, Astrocorn, so I'm going to just keep telling the story of that. Uh, Astrocorn's kind of like this uh, little girl, little, little black girl explorer, who's like a little kind of space Girl Scout thing, and she... It's just like all the things she meets. It's almost like the story, it's almost like The Wiz in a lot of ways, but obviously drawn in like my style and everything's kind of very strange and funny and interactive and she's just living this, this adventure. And I just wanted to do something like that. I always say like a lot of times the artwork that I'm trying to find is difficult to come across because I don't know um, it doesn't exist or it gets canceled or it's something of that nature and so I want to see Wes Anderson like stories but with people of color I want to see these interesting kind of Matilda, The Wiz, uh, Guillermo del Toro films uh with lots of representation in them and i i feel like i'm getting there and i'm just really happy about it so i'm sharing little bits and pieces as i'm working on a much bigger more kind of amazing piece that i want to share and i'll i'll probably make a poster of that and sell it too honestly it's always weird when you're like doing your book because like the book i'm trying to sell but i'm also making new things and working on things in addition And so I don't want to stop trying to get people interested in the book. But at the same time, I'm also not trying to... I'm not trying to step away from what I'm trying to do. So I have been restudying Spanish, actually. I've been studying Spanish pretty nonstop stop for the last two months well sorry four months <laughs> and uh... yeah it's interesting it's difficult because you know i was studying portuguese for so long and there is definitely like pronunciation differences and spelling differences and then there's a the factor that like i know like venezuelan and dominican spanish I don't know the spanish that they're teaching so the pronunciations are different and just there's there's a lot of stuff that's going into it. But I feel pretty, pretty, pretty good, actually. Uh, my comprehension is really, really, really good. And I'm pretty proud of that. So, uh, yeah, I'm just doing Duolingo. Uh, I actually spent money. So I'm in Duolingo Pro so I can have all these extra programs and I have all these extra type of things that I can do. And I'm really happy about it, actually. My mom and I keep going back and forth, which is kind of funny. And then I've got my friend Elton, and also Alex speaks really good Spanish. And, you know, we all habla espanol. So, and, you know, as an Afro-Latino, I feel it's kind of important that I can read Spanish and stuff like that. Even though, you know, I come from portuguese spanish like background afro background so it's kind of interesting but um, I'm learning a lot actually I feel really proud about it and I feel like I feel like yeah I could really kind of <laughs> I could like bust out some stuff which is nice uh, especially when I run across people who don't really speak really good English like I'm better able to help them and have conversations and just it makes me happy it makes me happy to feel closer all these things I love being able to read like old things people wrote about like um, Frida Kahlo and stuff like that like they when she died she made a she had them lock her her, her her bathroom and for 15 years and her husband Diego Rivera who was also a painter then kept it locked for another, I think, like 57 years. <laughs> and it's just been kind of opened up and they're looking inside and they're finding all these like really interesting uh, like details of stuff that were paintings of hers that she had in there. And they were just locked away all this time. And if you go to Mexico, you can actually go into her home. It's a big blue home. And uh, check everything out. I don't know if you can do it right now because of COVID, obviously. But it's just, uh, it's really, really beautiful. And uh, quite uh, effective in its stunningness. I find the funniest thing is people could be asking me what I'm going to do with all these stamps. And the truth is, whatever I want. Because that is a portrait of art to make something amazing because we are never uh, cerrado. We're never closed. We're always open to just make these amazing little types of pieces and parts and so I'm always open. So I collect things and I put them in my studio and then I come back to them and I use them. I've got several different sizes of letters, which makes me extremely happy because that means I can actually put out, <laughs> I've got the hiccups now, I'm sorry, um, the school pen, excuse me. Um, yeah, so there's all these things and I'm just excited to be able to make them. I've got some texture ones that are coming in and I think I'm actually going to go and buy some blocks so I can carve more kind of texture pieces so I can put stuff down in shapes more kind of controlled shapes than what I was originally using with painter's tape because although I love my painter's tape and it works really well on doing these large pieces like occasionally it tears the paper and this way I can kind of avoid that so I'm I'm figuring out new techniques to get all my stuff going and I'm excited because yeah I just am I do think before I leave you I'm going to talk about this painting that is large behind me and is the bane of my existence right now. <laughs> I was trying to work on it and my arm was hurting and I needed to kind of rest it. Uh, it's just a, it's one of those kind of repetitive motion injuries where being a mechanic is kind of an uh, exhausting things on your bones and your joints as well as being a painter is an incredibly exhausting kind of venture of moving really up and really down. And then just holding it there while working on something is just, it it's, uh, can be kind of exhausting. So I've been trying to kind of keep myself stretching and also kind of using CVD rubs and stuff like that to kind of help and I feel like that's doing a lot. But, uh, yeah, even in my in my day and age and my mastery of painting and so on and so forth, as people have looked at me as, um, I still paint shit I don't like sometimes. And I decide on whether I want to throw it away or whether I want to keep it. And sometimes I just put it away and then I come back to it later when I feel happier about it. So I think I'm probably going to do that with this one. Hmm. who knows maybe I'll change my mind in the middle of the night so we're going to leave off today with a different meditation than we've been doing for a while now we're not at the beach anymore it's almost fall beach is cold (laughs) I'm so ridiculous (sighs) All right. Let's work on our breathing. Inhale. Deep. Exhale. I want you to continue doing this at your own pace. I like to do it to the point where my my lips feel a little numb from exhaling. Just a, a subtle kind of... when the relaxation really hits for me. So close your eyes. I breathed in your face. All right, close your eyes. Sorry. Um, I should take this more seriously. Um, Yeah. So I want you to walk on the grass. Feel that subtle sound as you walk across the leaves that are about to fall from fall. Makes sense now why it's called fall. And you're going to up to this bench where I'm sitting there. I got my arm halfway over the back of it on one side, and stretched out on the other on the top. And I want you to come sit down beside me. And I want to ask you a few questions because I think it's important to ask questions sometimes. And as you're meditating, want you to think about these answers. How are you doing today? On a scale of one to five. I'm going to say I'm probably at a three average. When you leave this, how do you think you're going to be doing for the rest of the day? Probably a four. What could happen that would make you feel like it's a five? For me, if the weather was a little colder, I could wear one of my cardigans, like my gold cardigan, and it would just it gives me this sense of comfort, like a little kid. Reminds me of like during the winters and the falls when my mom would take me to the grocery store, and I was a very little kid with a lot of hair. <laughs> I would get cold in the frozen food section, and my lips would turn blue, so she used to always carry a coat for me in the car, even during the summer, because I'd get cold so easily. I'd be shivering, freezing. I'd literally probably only be in the aisle for maybe 20, 30 seconds, but I'd be freezing and just hating it, which is funny because I love the cold now, but at that time I was not a fan. that's nice when's the last time you remember being at a complete five I think when we got our babies with crazy big eyes and they were just following me around everywhere and I would like take a nap on a Monday and I'd wake up and they'd be snuggled inside of my my arms and it was just this overwhelming and Maul would be in between my legs on the bed and it would just be this overwhelming amount of love and just happiness and I just I just didn't know what to do other than just feel so so overjoyed almost with with tears in my eyes how happy I was I think in a lot of ways we're chasing a five when A four would be great. A two is horrible. A one is abysmal. So I'm going to ask you a final question in our meditation. And that is, if you need help in any way, because you're going through something, please reach out. It doesn't have to be to me. It could be to anyone else who you deem someone you can trust, and someone you feel will just be there for you. I think a lot of people in the last year or so have been really down in the dumps, and they haven't had really a place to voice that because they feel like they need to be strong. And sometimes the need to be strong can be so overwhelming that you forget to just... Remember that time in your life when you were just happy for something silly because you can't get back there. I want the best for you, Galaris. I always will. You are my familia. My chosen familia. And I think sometimes those are the more important people who you keep up with in your lives. So, I love you. I hope you're well, and I will see you again in a short, short period of time. Uh, There was a side episode that came out yesterday. Uh, It was like a dream episode, so if you get a chance, check that out. Um, As always, please like and subscribe and all that stuff. Um, Leave a comment. Five stars, naturally, because we're amazing. And uh, I'll see you soon. I love you, Galaris. Pan her out. Ciao.